Today on The Masked Man Show, we're going to talk about Hell in a Cell fallout, where we're going from here. We're going to talk about uh, AEW as they go to full gear. Uh, we're going to talk about NXT's Halloween Havoc. And we're going to hand out some rockets at the end. Stay tuned. This is going to be a packed show. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you, man? I am doing well. It's Friday morning. It's cold. It's snowing out here. Wait, is it snowing? It's snowing. I saw some flurries. Oh, my God. It's snowing. Yeah. Our babyface producer, John, said it's snowing where he is in Massachusetts. I'm out in southern southern Jersey. Does not seem mm. to be a lot of snow out here yet, but it's still real cold. I'm 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 Bergen County near the Bronx. near Not near the Bronx, but near, like, New York. And I saw some flurries, and I'm like, oh, my God. We have arrived. <laughs> they could yeah. have held off on the snow a little bit in the, you know, bit. the winter that we're not allowed to go inside restaurants and stuff. So, but whatever, oh. whatever. I'm not going to complain to God of all people right now. We got a lot there to ask. Go. We got a lot to ask him for in the next week or so. Um, <laughs> That's right. Listen, we we were we had a show on Sunday night, yes. aka Monday morning. People listen to it. We just we're coming off maybe the greatest moment in professional wrestling history: Randy Orton claiming his 14th championship, and that was a big way to start the week but it's not all that happened this week we're going to touch on some of that stuff we're going to touch on aew nxt dude i'm i want to say a word or two about nxt uk 
Uh, oh, so long yes, as we're at I, it. I, I caught that as well. We got it. We got some. We got. We got a couple of news bites. We got to hit on. It was announced this week on WWE's earnings call that um, there is going to be a uh, Vince McMahon, a multi-part Vince McMahon documentary. Huge, produced uh, in part by The Ringer, which is a place that we all know well, right? Yeah. Some would say it's a place we know very well. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually something that I've known about for a while. Obviously, I have reasons why I can't you know, talk about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be directed by Chris Smith, who's one of the just the preeminent documentary directors around. Without giving too much away, um, I had an incredible before one of my last pre-coronavirus, not last, but one of my you know lasting memories of the period right before coronavirus was a dreary cold night like this, meeting Chris Smith at a bar to start talking wrestling with him. Nice. And I'm excited. There's great reason to be excited. Well, uh, here's the thing. I feel like Vince McMahon is one of those. His story is made for entertainment. Like it is made for, you know, a a long form sort of documentary. I just want to know how, you know, and obviously you wouldn't. I wouldn't want you to answer this right now for obvious reasons, but I know the initial question, the first question is like, well, how deep are they going to go? What are they going to talk about? What's it going to be like? Is it going to be like very much of what we see on TV? It's going to be kayfabe. We're going to talk about some of the crazy rumors, stories, like how deep does it get? I feel like that's the first question anybody has to ask when they're talking about multi-part documentaries. Like, is it going to be like last dance sort of style or is it going to be you know uh i don't know like, like it, well the last dance is an interesting that, that's that's a really interesting question i haven't talked to chris i don't think since the last dance um although um the last dance was directed by the guy who directed the andre doc so there's a lot of connectivity there but like the last dance did sort of i don't know if it set the bar but it but it certainly like changed the way that we talk about documentaries especially multi-part ones right i mean it's it, it permeated so much of the culture that nothing you do i mean everything you do is going to be compared to that yeah. so much like everything jordan does it, it, the yeah, bar was kind of set and uh you know with that documentary i think not only were people interested in watching it because of the parties involved but, you know, the unseen footage, like the, you know, the the stuff that was pretty much in a vault that nobody really gets to see. But, um, you know, how raw, I mean, certain things were like about, you know, not Michael Jordan not being so squeaky clean. Like everybody, you know, a lot of people grew up thinking, you know, I feel like that's kind of been, all right, is it going to be there? Is it going to be past that? Is it going to be lower that bar? Like there's a lot to really ask when it comes to that. But, you know, it is, it is, you know, I'm I'm really intrigued to see how that turns out. Yeah, I am too. I am too. I mean, listen, I don't I don't even know how much I'm allowed to disclose. And we I don't want to get you sued there. And there's not, and, but I'm going to tell you, there's not a ton to disclose. I mean, I don't know. I mean, whatever. But, um, but it, you know, I'm really, really excited. Really, really excited. I mean, obviously there are, uh, first of all, I think it would be, as a total wrestling nerd, I think I would probably put my i mean i would love it if we just did the whole thing in kayfabe since you asked that earlier i mean or we should just release two documentaries one that's just like the 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 good the real documentary and one that's just like total christopher guest style like kayfabe documentary i would pay anything to see that but um but yeah i mean listen wwe's all in vince is all in uh all those you know the but to specifically answer your question you know we're obviously not there yet so Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's 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 an interesting man uh 
he's he's one of the most interesting men I've ever come across in my entire life. He's he's Vitzik man is an experience. I'll put it like that. <laughs> like his entire being is an experience. You can make multiple movies on the multiple lives this man has lived <laughs> over uh just on his idiosyncrasies even you could you could make probably documentaries on but i'm interested man i can't wait to see i can't see wait to see where we where, where you know the ringer takes that yeah well i'm i'm excited to see it too anyway it's gonna yeah that that's it's it's big news and it's cool that wwe like you know announced it on their uh on their earnings call and they were like you know i mean this is a thing that they were they're obviously promoting all the good stuff, <laughs> you know, when you're doing, when you're, when you're, when you're having these calls and, and, and hyping up new good stuff, especially. So it's a cool thing. Um, you know, meanwhile, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a coincidence that at the same time, I mean, it's, it, this is the, uh, there, there's this other stuff going on too, where they're like, have, they're, they're telling their talent to get off of Twitch and stuff. We've talked about this before, but they're officially yeah. shutting down accounts now, which I don't even know, man. I mean, it's, it just seems like the weirdest battle to stake out. You have, Pages out here saying she's not going to shut us down and talking about forming a union, which is not exactly the sort of thing you say out loud. And she's done it like twice now. Um, you know, the, the the attorney that she's been sort of connected to is a guy who's, I mean, a really smart, really cagey guy. I mean, cagey's not the right word. A really smart operator who's done a lot for the UFC unionization effort. Uh, and who knows? I mean, if this if, if the Twitch thing is what what led to wrestlers union, that would be wild and uh i mean a great part of the oral history or whatever whenever that thing's put together but um in the meantime you have a bunch of wrestlers like aj styles who are just kind of saying you know this isn't goodbye this is see you later and they're kind of shutting shuttering their accounts for now i don't know what the point is if wwe had their own proprietary streaming service that might be one thing it kind of feels like they're just I mean, maybe this is a you know Nick Khan is is running things over there now. Maybe this is just a sort of new guy on the in charge on the business side move where they're just trying to keep everything, you know, consolidated. Maybe there's something some sort of bigger thing afoot. I don't know, man. It does. It just seems. It just seems like a really a really weird decision. Yeah, it feels like a weird sort of not even weird. It seems like an odd hill to kind of die on with this, right? Like it's you know especially when it comes to. Twitch. I mean, cameo. I could almost, I could almost understand where you're coming from when it comes to like, okay, you can't make money off of your likeness that we own or created with like cameos and stuff. Like as as messed up as that is, I can almost understand it. But the Twitch thing, I don't get at all because there's absolutely no. I mean, like, okay, WWE, they have these, you know, these uh these virtual. Meet, meet and greets that they do for like pay-per-views and stuff like that like there's already a business model there so even though i don't agree with like them shutting down cameos i can understand their position and why they would do that there's nothing that they do on twitch that's even similar except for, i guess for up up down down and left right left right right like there's, there's it, does, it doesn't make any sense right like especially you know somebody like Paige who broke a neck like she's she's not gonna wrestle. Like she's not even an on camera talent right now. Like she was GM for a while, and like you know she's somebody who's wrestled literally her entire life, and now has nothing to do and no way to connect to those people that she's you know built healthy and and incredible relationships with with the the WWE universe and fans. You know since she was barely in her twenties, right? Like it's it's a lot to ask somebody to do. You know and. It doesn't really make sense to me. Um, you know, I I feel for those people who 
in any sort of in any other profession, right? Like you're not you're not gonna see Adam Silver saying, yo, um, CJ McCollum, you can't do a podcast. Or uh, you know, um whatever, like LeBron, you can't be on Twitch with your son, right? Like it, it, or, or you can't be on on NBA Live playing live. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's really, it's just really odd, man. And you know, I'm a, a staunch uh, defender of performers over uh, platforms always, right? Like, because you could, you know, love WWE, love AEW, love all that stuff, but I'm always going to ride for the performers and the actual company because at the end of the day, all these people are quote unquote independent contractors. They are, you know, I, I've, I've lived. For the past several years, I've lived a, a, a pretty freelance-based life where, you know, I could pop in here and do Mass Man with the Ringer. I, I was just on the call with, you know, MSG. Like, I do stuff with the Spring Hill Company. Like, I, I like, you know, I'm an American, man. Like, I like to have that freedom to kind of, like, kind of go where I please. And as long as I don't sign something that is directly in competition with something that I would do uh, uh, to another place, you know, this is America, bro. Like, make your money, get your coins, however you feel like you can. And, you know, especially if you're a creative and wrestlers are so much, you know, they're, they're pretty, they're creatives in their own way. They just create with their bodies and create with their actions. Um, having a company pretty much tell you you can't do that without at least a, hey, we have a plan for you to, you know, at least, you know, come we're building our own infrastructure or something like that. Like it just, it just boggles my mind and I can't for the life of me understand why they would, they would, you know, hit the pockets like that. You know, it's, it's weird. Not even just hit the pockets, but you're right. They would, they wouldn't do it to, I mean, a basketball player, Adam Silver, that's, I mean, that's a, a, a parallel that I think, you know, many people have spoken out loud or, or you know, not an exact parallel, but, but that's, a, I mean, it, you couldn't see it in any other line of work. No. And frankly, the, the financial argument is you're right. Is, is, mind-boggling as you said the only actually the only argument for this whole thing that makes sense to me is a kayfabe argument i mean mm. and, and that and no one's making that i want to make that really clear but uh, but i could respect it if vince or somebody came out and said you can't go out in public every night being your real self when and 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 and, and letting fans in that you're not really an evil bounty hunter or whatever you know right. like if, if that were the argument at least there'd be some there'd be some you know understanding there because you know, Vince gets all this credit. Some of it deserved, a lot of it not for sort of like, you know, deconstructing kayfabe in the modern era. But, you know, he was still sending Hulk Hogan out on like talk show circuits and stuff and the Ultimate Warrior and all these other people. And they were like playing their characters, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was he wasn't like sending them out to like talk about how wrestling's fake, but you should still watch WrestleMania. Right. So, I mean, wrestling is a weird spot, but that's not the case anybody's making. They're just saying, like, you can't do it or you should do it for us or we own that. And now, like, nobody's making the money. It's not and like... on top of that, it's like, even more so than the money, you know, you build communities within these yeah. organizations, Look right? Like You do you're, what you're, WWE's been trying to do for 20 years. It's like, find a way to reach modern fans. Yeah. You know I mean, it's... I, I, I don't understand it, man. Like, it's, it's, you know, there's so many... Gosh, like, I, I guess, like, Zack Ryder was the guy who kind of fir first kicked that door down. And, you know, accidentally got himself over more. I mean, obviously, I don't know the the ins and outs of that. But, I mean, you know, Zack Ryder slash Matt Cardona is the the godfather of, yeah. you know, 
internet and wrestling and, you know, ways you can get yourself over without necessarily being on TV every week and just connecting with fans and just, you know, and, and I say getting over in a sense of like, not necessarily in a storyline sense, but like people get to know your personality and like you and understand mm-hmm. you. And if people, and if people buy into you and buy into the person you are and like you, they will buy a ticket to watch you wrestle. They will clamor yep. to see you on TV. Like all this stuff is for the, <laughs> to borrow Seth Rollins term for the greater good. Of the company, like if, gosh, could you imagine, do you think New, uh, you know, I love New Day. I think New Day is as, you know, one of the greatest acts of in professional wrestling history. I don't think they're as big if Xavier Woods slash Austin Creed isn't like a streaming god. You know what I mean? Like if he's not like somebody who, you know, uh, knew like this nerd culture and flexed it to, to an entire community that in most cases probably would never turn on WWE. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's things that like that, that makes you just scratch your head. Like, why are you, why are you doing this to spite yourself? Like you don't understand like how this effectively and eventually will work out better for you. Like, I, I, I just don't understand it. It's, 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 it's whack. It's super whack. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll, you know, uh, this doesn't really feel like a wait and see situation, but maybe it'll make sense at some point. Who, who knows? I don't know. I don't and know. also, by the way, also in the Department of uh, Inexplicable Decisions, uh, WWE changed Matt Riddle's name to Riddle, apparently. Mm. That I means mean, he I guess, made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen this before. I mean, listen, I we all flipped out when Antonio Cesaro became Cesaro. I'm not sure that that really that anyone really still feels like that's a problem. No, um, no. but that's not the only example. Um, Buddy Murphy became Murphy. Biggie Langston was just Biggie. Um, Biggie Langston. I, I actually Biggie's fine. It, it's all I. I guess at some point it gets confusing because like, if you're trying to put this over as a real sport, and obviously like we just said, kayfabe is pretty wide open. But as you try to present these people, when you have when you have Biggie Langston show up on a sh- on a non wrestling show, or you have Biggie show up, you know, if, if Biggie did a crossover event where he was like doing something with Fox, hanging out on the football, you know, pitching a football thing. The dude doesn't have a last name. That's weird when you go out <laughs> in the real world amongst people with last names and you and you don't have one. You don't even have a first name. You just have a nickname. You know, I mean, it's sort of a, it's a bizarre situation. Well, you don't but, say that from Madonna. I mean, it's like, where's your last name, Madonna? <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's true. That's true. But it's like, you don't have to, you can have a last name and never use it, I guess is the point. Anyway, mm-hmm. Matt Riddle, I think, I don't know. I mean, this is, Riddle is, you know, it has a little bit of cachet to it, I guess. It's kind of interesting. Meltzer, I think, uh, suggested that maybe they did that to sort of separate the performer from some of the allegations that have been out there about him. But that's like literally opposite of how Google uh, works. And uh, I don't think and, that's it. <laughs> I think well, Meltzer just be guessing. <laughs> like most of well, he might, he might be. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I mean, it's, it is an interesting suggestion. And I get, but I can, but the same way that you saw about Cesaro and Murphy, you can kind of see Vince or somebody just think Matt, you know, Matt sounds like a kid down the block. Like, let's just call him Riddle, you know, whatever. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, same thing with Goldberg. Like, you know, he was Bill Goldberg for a long time and, you know, dude just became Goldberg for a true. while. So I it's, can see that. I can see that. Maybe, maybe that's the long play. Maybe we're, we're setting up for the eventual Riddle versus Goldberg 
uh, mega main event. At <laughs> what is it? What, it is it winner gets his first name back or loser has to get his first name back? I don't loser know. has to get. You know what? Loser just gets the first name. Like, you're just <laughs> Bill now. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see all these marks cheering for Matt uh, in the WrestleMania. Main event. Um, so, yeah. So, that happened. He also yeah. lost on Monday night to, uh, to Sheamus. Um, Hell of a match, though. It was a really good match. We had a Hell lot of, of a we had a lot of low key. I don't even low key is the right word. We had a lot of really good wrestling this week. Even after yeah. even after Hell in a Cell, there were a whole lot of like three three and a half star matches that just kind of like snuggled in amongst everything else. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, I don't even. I'm, I didn't even make a list, but that match was super good. Um, obviously, we had uh, the the Halloween Havoc on NXT, which oh had goodness. a handful of good matches. AEW had Penta versus Omega, had had Hangman versus Wardlow. Uh, mm. I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff going. Oh, oh, oh and I, I said I was going to say it earlier. Walter versus Ilya Dragunov at uh, on NXT UK Ooh, was a banger. Man. That I mean, is my <clears throat> type of fucking wrestling right when there. When you yo. see when you like <laughs> like Walter like every Walter match, somebody just goes out there and gets excited about the amount of like red Shops. on his opponent's chest or whatever. Yeah. But this match, it was like. Remember when Ric Flair like did a blade job? Was it in TNA and and he had like a flap of skin hanging off his head and it was the grossest yeah. thing that ever happened? I swear to God, there were like flaps of skin hanging off of Dragonov's chest. Like it, this was an intense chop fest, both oh, ways, I guess. My and, gosh! And every like every hit sounded loud. Uh, every every I mean every bump looked painful. It was a really really cool match. And Dragonov is one of you know he's not a little dude. Uh, particularly compared to Walter, he looked small. It was the, it just, it felt like a real, I don't know. I just loved seeing these guys stare each other down. It was a really cool match. Um, and you know, one of the, Walter has an incredible ability to kind of be a monster and to also make whoever he's, whoever he's fighting and beating mm -hmm. look better by the end of the match. You know, I mean, it's, it, he, he's got a, he's got a gift for that. Yeah. It feels like anytime you get Walter in these big, marquee matches he always makes the opponent look better afterwards right like uh dragon off is a guy who you know probably when it comes to nxt uk was probably the biggest victim of you know kind of like the shutdown because you could kind of tell that they were getting ready to make him like the next guy right like this this russian sort of badass you know and uh he he kind of picked up right where mm -hmm. he left off right before uh you know nxt uk got shuttered and I wasn't really too hip on him for a while. I mean, like, thank God for WWE Network uploading like all these like independent wrestling shows, so I could like, all right, let me let me let me school myself on this guy. Let me see who he is. And you know, I love the UK style. Like, I just love a bunch of guys. Like, you ever <laughs> you ever watch like uh, you know these origin stories for a lot of pro wrestlers in uh -huh. WWE and USA? And they're like, yeah, you know, I watched you know, Ricky Steamboat and Savage and like, man, like, I was like, wow, I want to do that. That's great. You ever listen to like these UK stories is like, I used to wrestle bears as a child. <laughs> like, you know, I used to <laughs> carry barrels in the snow and in Mother Russia for two hours I back know. and forth. Every, every British wrestler is like, an American wrestler from the 30s. It was like yes. I, I started. I started working at 13, loading crates onto a, onto ships. You know, and it's yeah. like, are you kidding me? I don't understand. It's like it somehow it's not changed there. No, no, and I love it. Like it's like it's NXT UK. I mean, like I, you know, we talk a lot about AEW, Raw, SmackDown. You know, NXT on this show, 
But if you're not watching NXT UK and, you know, you are missing some, if, if brutality is your thing, if like, and granted, like they do have, you know, some great high flyers. The women's division is really good, but their main event picture. And I guess, you know, this has mostly to do with Walter, but even when Pete Dunne was the champion, the, the, the main events and, and their, 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 their headliners are just brutal, Mm -hmm. brutal matches. Just like every match at the end of it, you always see a bunch of refs literally huddling around the wrestlers. It gives you New Japan vibes where like there's really no winner. Everyone's just spent at the end of it. And if you haven't seen Dragunov versus Walter in a week of really good wrestling, and I'm sure we're going to get into more of the matches, in a week of really good wrestling, that might have been the match of the week. Like it was intensely brutal and I want to see it again and I want to see them beat each other up oh and I want to yeah. see you know like I, I, and it's almost I mean as much as I, I, I would love to see Walter cross the pond and become like the same like monster that he is in NXT UK one day um now I kind of got my eyes on Dragunov. Like I can kind of see him being another crossover star if uh, if if he so chooses that path because you know like he's he's got something different, man. Like he's got he's got this this sort of you know steely eyed Russian swag about him that you know is 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 very different than what you see in a lot of American wrestling. And I could totally see him being a guy who kind of like steps up in the next couple of years and you see him like on the raw SmackDown as like this badass, you know, like I, I really like this dude now. Dude, I could not agree more. I mean, he's, he's, he's got, I mean, listen, it's no, it's no accident that, that Finn Balor worked him, you know, I mean, it, they, they, they were, uh, everybody's got their eye on this kid and, yep. um, and you know, he's, he has everything. He has everything you want. I'm really excited to see where that goes. And you're right. That match was just, and I love that match. Uh, mm. Anybody that missed it, and I'm sure a lot of people did, because like we said, there's a lot of wrestling to watch this yeah, week. Yeah, man. And listen, I love I love flippy shit just as much as the next guy. I love flippy shit. I love, you know, technical matches. But sometimes I just want to see two people just hit each other a yeah. lot. You know, <laughs> and you know I, I don't want to make too big of a deal of it, but but you mentioned, you called this like a, a marquee match, and it was, a, it, it was a marquee match for them, but it really helps NXT UK that, that they're not on the regular pay-per-view schedule and and nxt the regular you know nxt us is not on a monthly pay-per-view schedule either they get to do a lot of cool stuff but um there nxt uk has the ability for everything to feel a little bit more organic even than the us one um i think that for a lot of people there's a lot of sameness on the show i mean if you don't watch a lot and you tune in it just seems like there's a lot of burly guys with hairy chests and beards or whatever (laughs) and it's like whatever but um it's where, man. I mean, the, the top of the card is always just amazing, man. I mean, I, 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 it's a, it's, it's a lot of that match. I can't say enough good things about it. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. But anyway, going back to Raw, we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, qualifying matches going on. I guess across the board, AJ Styles beat Jeff Hardy, uh, and and then we mentioned Riddle lost to to Sheamus. So Styles and Sheamus are both on the Survivor Series team. Was that the only Survivor Series qualifying matches we had on? And Raw uh, so far? Keith Lee, Keith oh, Lee, and Keith Lee, and of course, uh, yeah. He's in Keith there. Lee beat beat Elias, and now Keith Lee. So, so we have three members of the of the Raw team. I think we're going to have a pretty. It looks like NXT is not going to be a part of Survivor Series uh, because, um, well, they're keeping it simple. NXT has also sort of been functionally eliminated by coronavirus. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. wants to <laughs> mix people up too much, but you know, I mean, that'll be cool. And also with Survivor Series. Well, there's a lot of cool stuff in Survivor Series. For one thing, if you go look at the Survivor, you know, Survivor Series page on WWE.com or Google the poster, there's only one person on it, and it's the Undertaker. Um, right. There, where I guess we're celebrating 30 years of the Undertaker at Survivor Series, which okay, that's cool. Um, it, weird that he sort of just broke kayfabe and came out of character, and now I don't know if we're going to get him back in character for a little, just a, a you know, a one-off appearance or what we're going to see. But mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, he's definitely looming large, like literally on that poster. Well, yeah, I mean, as much as the Undertaker is, you know, connected to WrestleMania, he's he was made at Survivor Series. Like anytime you think of Survivor Series, anytime I think of Survivor Series, I think of the Undertaker because you know that's just you know the first time you saw him. Every couple of years, they do something like really special with him, even if he hasn't been that active. So they always kind of like leave some space for him over there. Um, but they did announce, you know, a, a, a lot of matches on Monday, and it's the matches that you know we kind of expected. You know, the the brand supremacy, the champion versus champions matches. You got, you know, Roman versus Orton. Uh, you know, WWE champion versus Universal champion. You got uh, uh, Oscar versus Sasha Banks. You have. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. And my pick to steal that show, which I know is going to be a complete banger, the Street Profits versus the New Day. Oh, yeah. Is going to be... Like, I I just... I've been wanting to see Montez Ford and Kofi Kingston just throw Mm -hmm. down for such a long time. And, like, man, we're, we're... If you're a fan of tag team wrestling, like, we're really getting blessed this month between... You know, FTR and the Young Bucks on one side and, you know, um, you know, Street Pops and New Day on the other side. And even, gosh, even I think in, in Impact, we got the the Good Brothers versus the North. Like, lots of just tag team dream matches just getting tossed out all this month. And if that's your thing, like, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting the blessings this month. Yeah. A lot. For real, man. I mean, all of the, I was, I'm kind of surprised they went with all the champion versus championship matches. Oh, not, not, I mean, listen, not that I should have been surprised, but I guess I had kind of worked I, with so many storylines that were not even like finished off yet. Right. I mean, we saw even on Monday night, the title, you know, the the, the Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre storyline is continuing. Um, but so, you know, with all that stuff in the mix, I kind of thought they might do traditional title matches or, you know, and just have the elimination match be the big thing. But no, I mean, we're going champion versus champion all across the board. And like you said, a lot of exciting stuff. I mean, we... We we missed this on Sunday night when we're talking about some of the big wins, Sasha Banks, Randy Orton, and what mm-hmm. it sort of meant going forward. Spinning it forward, it's it it it, it was a is a huge deal for the Survivor Series, right? Yes. I mean, I don't know. Help me tease this out. You've been in the writers' room. Yes. You, it, forget everything else. Uh, all the other reasons you might want Randy to be your champion, but is Randy Orton? If you put the belt on Randy Orton, knowing that he's going to be 
going head to head with Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. Do you think you make that choice because Randy can take the loss in a way that Drew maybe couldn't? Do you make that choice because Randy Orton's a bigger draw and Orton versus Reigns feels like a bigger match? Like what like what 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 do you think that the backstage rationale is for going for putting the belt on Randy just in terms of Survivor Series? Just in terms of Survivor Series, and again, this is me just guessing here. Survivor Series, if you ever notice, there's always a title change right before it, right? Like the year I was there, Dana Bryan uh turned heel, beat AJ. And, you know, got the snot kicked out of him by Brock Lesnar. But it's always to sort of, like, advance a story, right? Yeah. I think the year before that, um, it was AJ versus Brock. Or, yeah, I think it was AJ versus Brock uh, the year before that. And that was right before Jinder was the champion, I think. And, you know, last year, if I'm not mistaken, it was Seth. Was Seth the champion or was Roman the champion? Are you talking I, I, about 2017? What year are we talking about? We're talking about last 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 year's Survivor Series. Oh, this I, past I, one. This past one. They, yeah, they, they didn't do the champion versus champion last champions. year. No, okay. no, they had, that's when they had uh, Ray versus uh, Brock. Ray versus and they Brock. Had, right. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus the Fiend. So I mean, th- yeah, that was more of a regular thing. But they also had, um, yeah, they had that. But they had NXT in there too. They had the 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 triple threat. For the women in on the women's side, right? Shayna, that, Shayna that's Baszler, what closed the show. Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch versus Bailey, right? Um, right, right. And yeah, I mean, so there was oh, and they and they did they did Roderick's Roddy Strong versus Styles versus Nakamura to get to, to you know to, to, as that kind of the workhorse the so, yeah. uh, <laughs> titles. Yeah. Um, now you know what storyline wise, I would fe- I don't know if it's something where you know Randy Orton could take the loss better. Um, I do think there's, it's always, it always seems like it's to advance the story and not just to be like, oh, one champion's better than the other, right? Like, yeah, I don't ever think there's ever been a, a moment where, you know, granted when Brock Lesnar's the champion, you know, it's much easier to just be like, yeah, AJ's taking the L or something's going to happen or he's going to look competitive and lose or whatever. Um, but here I, I, I'm, I'm very confused because, you know, in addition to, these guys both being the champions, Randy Orton and Roman have history, you know, like they had like a pretty, he like Randy Orton was in so many words, the guy who grandfathered Roman Reigns into being like a, a solo star. Like he was his first major, you know, solo, uh, you know, program that, that led up to Survivor Series. And I remember that absolute banger they had, I think, in the same pay-per-view where, like, John Cena got, like, suplexed a million times by Brock Lesnar. Um, Roman Reigns and Randy Orton, like, kind of stole that show. And uh, that was the match where everybody was like, okay, yeah, like, Roman's ready. Like, he's he's ready to kind of be this dude. And now we kind of have, you know, Roman being every all of that and more. Like, probably has the best storyline going right now with with the... Uh, with the tribal chief yeah. and you know the the ancestors and the the family talk and talk in uh, that, Randy Orton could kind of speak to that as well. He's also a guy who's been uh, you know who's in the family business and you know is like second or third generation and and all that. So I mean, like storyline wise, there's a lot of places you can go there. Like they have the history. They're both you know people who were who were born into the business, um, and you know they they both have their eyes on certain things. Who's going to be more distracted? Who's going to be more focused? Like, is Randy still going to be looking over his shoulder for the fiend? Is he still going to be, you know, is Drew McIntyre still going to be on his ass? Roman Reigns, you got the Usos kind of like 
doing their bidding now or else they're kicked out of the family, I guess. Like, is that what's happening now? Yeah. Like, there's, a, there's a lot. There's a whole lot you can play with there without anybody necessarily losing any steam because they both have like some really good programs happening right now. And I think those matches will be used to just advance uh, what they're currently in. Because once these matches are, are, are done, you know, they're not gonna. I don't think there's gonna be a whole lot of crossover. I think it'll be the last time we see a lot of a lot of that until like the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The so I mean, so obviously we're gonna have a lot of time to talk about uh, this year's Survivor Series uh, before it pops off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's. I mean, it will be interesting to see where how that goes. It was also interesting on Raw the way they they uh, they answered a little bit of our questions from Sunday night, which is that looks like Orton versus uh versus McIntyre is gonna continue. Um, that Drew was there to beat the crap out of Orton on Monday, <laughs> but also uh, also in, interjected in the feud as mentioned was the Fiend. Um, he really didn't have mu- didn't do much on Monday night. The way they're sort of playing with his sort of mythology is sort of interesting. I like how Randy, with the history there, like knew he was there, could sense yep. him or whatever. And then when he physically appeared, Randy had his back to him, and Randy just sort of knew he was there and just sort of sort of casually decided to walk the other way. He sort of you know pulled the. The old like, if I don't see him, it doesn't exist sort of move, which which may be true. I don't, I don't really know how that goes. Um, but you know, we're we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot more of that, which is totally cool. Uh, for I mean, the other big WWE production this week was Halloween Havoc that happened on NXT. It was just a wall to wall like great show. Um, we had, the, I'm I'm willing to go out on a limb right now. The best NXT episode ever. Really? The best episode of NXT television ever. Like, I don't look at it as a takeover. I'm not looking at it as a pay-per-view. But mm-hmm. if you're looking at it as, as straight just NXT programming, the best two hours they have put together since coming to the USA Network, it just felt different. It just felt like a big deal. Like, every single segment delivered in a different way for me. Like, I've been on, and I, and I think we're going to give away some rockets later today. I've been on the Damien Priest bandwagon as of late. Like, I'm really mm-hmm. starting to see what, you know, the hype was about coming out of Ring of Honor as, like, Punishment Martinez and all this type of stuff. But, like, his entrance was just so... You look at him and you're like, oh, okay. I could see him being, like, a big star at the next level. Tall, long hair, has sort of, like... And I'm, I'm, gosh, I'm please do not fry me in the comments or, you know, in Twitter for this. But, like, he kind of has a sort of young Undertaker swag to him, right? Like, not not in this sort of, like, undead, you know, zombie sort of way, but, like, he has, like, this sudden, this suddenness in his offense that, and he's so tall and long, and, you know, he, he could just, he, he works really smoothly. Like, I love, I love watching this stuff, and I love seeing him lean more into, like, this kind of, like, party, you know, rock star character that kind of seems to fit him. And, wow, I... Never would I thought that I think like Johnny Gargano would be a convincing heel either. But, you know, just being a, a, a kind of a shit eater with his wife and, you know, these people, I don't know who it was in the in the in the scary movie mask uh, at the end of the at the end of the match. But that was a banger. But just overall, just the overall Halloween Havoc show, um, in addition to. You know, uh, I keep calling him Punishment Martinez. In addition to Damian Priest uh, uh, breaking out, uh, Shotzi Blackheart was great 
as a host, mm-hmm. like just completely in her element. Never, nothing seemed forced. That all kind of seemed like her. It almost seemed like they brought that pay-per-view back specifically to, to make her be her. You know, like it, it was it was really, really dope. And everything just felt it just it felt cool to kind of like get away from the super seriousness of NXT of like, this is a sport. This is a brand. This is, you know, competition, competition. I like that. Everybody got dressed up. I like that. Everybody had like something, you know, different to, to bring to that. That haunted house match was something I've never seen (laughs) before. Um, it, there was so much to like about that, that episode, man. And, and I caught AEW and AEW was good as well. But man, Halloween Havoc was just the best NXT two hours of television that I've that they've produced since I've seen it. It was just it was fucking lit, man. It was great. It was lit is a good way to put it. Uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. It was just fantastic. I mean, um, I think by the way to answer your question, the answer the, I, no one knows who was under the mask, uh, the, mm-hmm. the 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 ghost, uh, the 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 scream villain who uh, who helped out Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, although. According to Meltzer, that was supposed to be Indy Hartwell, who's a sort of recent signing, uh, yes. an Australian wrestler who's has a lot, a lot of upside, um, a, a lot of upside. Uh, kind of, I was kind of surprised to see her so soon. If that's indeed what they're going to do, anyway, it might still be her. I guess, like, I guess that's the idea. We didn't see who it was, and there was no, you know, there was no unmasking, so it could be. Um, she she wasn't there for I don't know if it was a COVID reason or for whatever if she was injured or what so we don't know who it is. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but anyway, I mean that'll be it. It was I I love the gimmick. I love that that the 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 you know that person was able to help Gargano but failed at helping uh, uh Candice LeRae thanks to as you mentioned uh Shotzi Blackheart who really did get her chance to shine. Um. Everybody, I mean, it was, a, it, you're right. It was, a, it was a really, really well-produced night. I mean, night of TV. Um, it just felt different. It, everything just felt like new and fresh and felt like something that they've never done before. You know, like everything just seemed, it seemed like, you know what, if it's, it felt like one of those days where they kind of came to a whiteboard a couple of weeks ago. It was like, if this seems cool, let's just do it. Who cares if, you know, there's not really follow-up? Like, zombies? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Zombies. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, a ghost? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, let's do all that. Like, you want to wear a, a Rey Mysterio tribute outfit? Do it. Like, everything about it just seemed like, you know, the the Triple H difference is stark. It's very stark when, you know, he's, again, and I think one thing that helps Triple H when it comes to producing TV is he really loves music and music is such a uh, 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 underlying character when it comes to NXT, right? Like when the music is different, when the entrances are different, when, you know, the songs that people come to the ring to are so tied into their characters. And I love that Triple H gets that. I love that, you know, you can tell, like even in his career, he would use certain songs to portray certain yep. characters for himself. And, you know, he's a big metal head and like he gets, he gets the importance of music when it comes to putting together a show. So, um, that, that was a huge difference when it came to, to NXT this week. It was, it's, it's, I put that two hours of wrestling 
against almost any other two hours of wrestling this year. Like it was, it was that good. If you haven't seen Halloween Havoc this this week, man, get on the USA app or WWE Network and please check that out. Like everything delivered, every single thing. Like even Cameron Grimes, who I'm like, Ooh, Cameron Grimes, like oh. to the moon, like that. Don't dude, even say, like, don't say even Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes was just a standout. Was he- magical. He was magical all night long, and like just uh, man. There's so much to like about, you know, it's weird, right? For NXT, God, we, we, we talked this much about Halloween Havoc. We didn't even talk about Pete Dunne and Pat McAfee, the, the, rookie of, the rookie of the year with one match under his belt. You know what I mean? Like cutting one of the best heel promos you'll ever hear from anyone. Like he can, he can literally, if, I know he already makes a ton of money. But I'm sure he can go the full sale and teach promo class to everybody. Oh yeah, in in, in that company and just you know it's just such a natural, such a natural and um, there's just so much to like and all the questions that I had about NXT's future, um, are being answered, man. Like you, you always you kind of get into this trap of. Okay, who's the next person getting called up? Who's the next person being drafted? And like after the draft came about and nobody, there wasn't any real big movement. Um, now NXT feels more and more like its own brand than I think it's ever yeah. has, right? Like, you know, the Undisputed Era, everyone's always like, okay, when are they going to move up? When are they going to move up? When are they going to move up? Johnny Gargano, when is he going to move up? Like even Tommaso Ciampa is like, promo where he was talking about people being next in line it's like i think all these guys are pretty much like saying like yo we're nxt for as long as they need us to be nxt it's really exciting to see the future where that company is going to be like the question a lot of questions i had was okay undisputed era they had this run where they had all the titles they've done everything they need to do what's next Mm -hmm. right turn them into a white hot turn kyle o'reilly into a white hot baby face sympathetic baby face solo coming out on his own like okay how are we gonna make pat this pat mcafee story work with rich holland you know uh being hurt like just it everything just connected so well and it's been a while since i've been this excited about nxt like i, I ain't gonna lie like aw caught my attention for the past couple of weeks maybe like the last like month and change where i was like okay i'm starting to see myself watch aw more than nxt but they they brought it this week, and yeah. now I'm 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 one thousand percent back invested. Well, listen, I mean, you said it's nice to see him not take himself so seriously. I mean, Triple H was uh, very notably wearing a black T-shirt in all of his backstage photos instead of his usual suit. So this was definitely a sort of like like cash like like business casual night at the office. But the product was just top top tier. Um, oh yeah. And I, I and it was just so much fun from start to finish. I mean, I just I I I, I couldn't agree more. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna let. I'm just gonna let you have that because I just agree with everything. Blanket <laughs> blanket agreement. Um, we got to roll on to AEW just because we're what a week and a week and change away from full gear. Mm-hmm. We had some cool stuff on at AEW. We had I mean two, those two, like I said the two qualifying matches, uh, Hangman Page. And uh, versus Wardlow and Omega versus Penta, who took the place of his brother after an injury, uh, were both just amazing matches. Um, we got Cody versus Orange Cassidy. I'm a little bit confused about who that was supposed to help uh, <laughs> as Cody goes into a full gear match against uh, Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, of course, the amazing town hall uh, with uh, 
uh, MJF and the and the inner circle, Jericho and the inner circle, about uh, with the surprise appearance by Eric Bischoff. I mean, they, there's they are just I don't even know what the right word is. They are booking the hell out of this angle, and it is it continues to work really really well. I guess we have uh, Jericho versus MJF, what right at at uh, at full gear. Yeah, and I think and, if MJF wins, he's in the inner circle. Which is, I don't even know how, I mean, it's just, it makes sense at the at the moment, and it's that's kind of all we need. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's some really good stuff. Oh, the, the other big, the other big um, condition, or, or the other big stipulation for Full Gear is that the Bucks say that if they don't win against FTR at, the, at Full Gear, they'll never, never challenge for the tag titles again, which hmm. I think we've already seen kind of that a variation on that gimmick already, with Cody. <laughs> you can always go back on a gimmick like this, but at this point, we've seen it now i mean this isn't the first time it feels like like you got it, it for some reason it has to be a little bit more serious hmm. also i mean i kind of feel like everybody's going to be picking the bucks to win now right so does that does that mean we shouldn't i don't know i'm I'm very confused i hope they win because i feel like this this gimmick's kind of been done already with cody right like an mjf like and you know and and i've seen some jokes on twitter where it's like all right don't worry they'll bring in the tnt tag team titles next week or the super junior tag team titles next week uh, if they lose um but it's yeah so i i i like I'm I'm a big fan of the Bucks, man. Like I I think you know those guys are, you know, some of the most innovative tag team, probably the most innovative tag team of you know, the 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 past decade. Like I'm not gonna say they're the best tag team, but innovation, one thousand percent. Like you watch a match that they have, and you're like, well, I've definitely never seen that before. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what that's kind of what their mo is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we've we've. I feel like they've danced around the tag team titles enough. I yeah. feel like they've done enough to kind of like build that thing up. They've used them kind of like as props to uh, tell this eventual Kenny Omega Adam Page story that's leading into, you know, eventually the AEW World Championship. Um, you know, FTR, I mean, formerly known as the Revival uh, in WWE, they, uh, you know, become this, these sort of like belt collectors uh to drag uh the young bucks into this final dream match that they've been teasing for god knows how long since since way back when um that being said you know i'm really not sure like i would love for the young bucks to win it i think the young bucks have earned obviously they've earned it but you know mm-hmm. uh, i just don't see storyline wise where you go if you know fcr comes in talking all this hot shit about you guys for the past four or five years and just beats you. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, I, I don't know if quite how to say what I'm about to say, because I think I'm going to be wrong as soon as it comes out of my mouth. But when I think back to like the wrestling of my childhood, I remember championship, like, ti- like uh, singles matches based on who won the match. A lot of the mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. tag matches, almost never, except for like a few rare, rare occasions where the young team won the title for the first time. And that was the storyline. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, we, one thing I didn't talk, we didn't talk about yet today was that Tracy Smothers passed away and he's one of my all time favorite mm. wrestlers. Uh, we'll t- I can talk more about that in a second, but he, he, he uh, wrestled uh, in a tag match against the Midnight Express, uh, the Midnight Express versus the Southern Boys. One of, regard as one of the best tag team matches of all time for, uh, for a lot of people. 
But like all those Midnight Express matches that I watched growing up, I don't remember whether they had the belt or they were if they were retaining or winning the belt or losing the belt. Like very rarely does that matter to me. And this is especially in a feud like FTR versus the Bucks. The belt's not like the belt doesn't matter. I'm not trying to make that case, but like whether or not the Bucks win, it sort of pales in comparison to just the sort of implicit understanding that we will see this these teams fight ten times over the next five years. You know, I mean, like it's like the feud the feud exists whether or not the titles exist. And um, and so, you know, I'm, the stipulation, I guess, is fine, but it doesn't it makes me more confused than like interested in the match, I guess that it makes me I'm, now. Now I'm not thinking about the cool match I'm going to get. I'm thinking about what, what the booking decision is here. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you know what it is. I feel like with them, um, I would have I would have liked for their first match to not need a stipulation. I would love to just be able to get lost in the match and not, you know, think storyline wise where it's going to go. But I do understand, you know, what about Wednesday? What are you going to do next Wednesday? You know what I mean? Like I, I, that's that's kind of always been the um, that's always been the the thought process when it comes to making a, a dope pay-per-view match. Like, yeah, you can always make great matches, but what are you going to do Wednesday? What story can you tell? And I feel like you could tell that story without like a you know a dire consequence if somebody wins or loses you know what i mean so mm -hmm. um let's ah fuck oh i just stubbed my toe so crazy just now uh, <laughs> that was legit that was a legit <laughs> stuff it's a hard way keep this in i'm sorry yeah i got i got i got busted open the hard way just now oh that hurt sorry um, that's what you know. That's probably what I get for talking talking smack about the young bucks. <laughs> yeah, these wrestling gods have come, have come to get you. They're like, how um, dare you call drop this tag team classic? <laughs> we don't have that much time left, so I'm. Uh, I just want to roll on a few words about Tracy Smothers. Now, listen, uh, I'm working on a piece right now uh, that Oliver Bateman is writing for the Ringer. I think it's about Smothers, and I th hopefully it'll be up on Monday. But uh, he had a big career. It's a lot to bring in, and I'll tell you right at the top, the first thing you got to say. Well, the, I mean, the, listen, the first thing you got to say when you're talking about eulogizing someone like Tracy Smothers is like uh, this dude wore a Confederate flag on his ass for a good portion mm -hmm. of his career. And this is pro wrestling and there's a lot of problems in pro wrestling. You can't you, you want it. You want to sort of stipulate that first. There's no like getting that out of the way. There's no like apologizing for that. This is, you know, he's a Southern territorial wrestler. And that when he got when he when he when he was working the big, you know, the big companies, that was sort of a. He wasn't the only person to do that. I mean, it, it, it. but, you know, that happened. So let's just say that happened. But he was a dude separate from that, or at least at the same time as that, who I always had an attachment to when I saw him, always loved him. And a lot of the, a lot of the heels, a lot of the lower tier guys who I loved, I didn't understand why I loved at the time. And it's only kind of as an adult that I, that I realized why, you know, I mean, I didn't know, I remember, you know, I, I've written about this, talked about this before, but like, as a kid, you don't know why you like, Mr. Perfect, you know, because right. you know you're not supposed to. As a kid, you don't know why you like Randy Savage as a heel, you know, because you know you're not supposed to. And, but you figure it out as an adult. And Tracy's mother's had just so much talent. He's one of the few guys who I liked as a kid, didn't quite know why, but like actually didn't see that much of him and and only on YouTube and in the modern era really understood how great he was. And um, he was a, you know, catchphrase machine before that was a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a lot of lines. I mean, everybody dies. Uh, uh, what's it? I mean, he has one that like is I think other people might have used, but I believe he is credited to with uh, when I take my shirt off, the divorce rate's gonna go gonna go up in this godforsaken <laughs> town or this good for nothing town. Yeah. Um, he's just. I mean, he's a he's a. Oh, uh, I mean, he didn't invent Southern by the grace of God, but he used to say that all the time too. He he was a top to bottom good wrestler. 
He, he was an incredible promo, really just good in the ring. He wrestled bears. He did everything you could do. Mm-hmm. Of the era, from the era he was in, there were a lot of guys, he's contemporaries, that made it to the to WWF and made tons of money, got real famous. He was not one of those guys, but he was good or better, as good or better than all those guys. And I think the big thing about him is that he was a really, really great teacher. And I tweeted this. By all accounts, one of the best human beings in the pro wrestling business. Like every wrestler that got on, that, that jumped on Twitter after he died had stories about like what Edge got on and said that like he just drove him and Christian around during their first US tour when they had like no cash in their pockets. CM yeah. Punk. I know Chris Hero, who's a friend of mine. I mean, just yeah. like we cannot. Ricochet. Ricochet. People just mm. speak so positively of the guy. He just cared about the business, cared about the young guys in the business. And, um, and frankly, the pro wrestling world needs more needs more Tracy Smotherses, you know, out there. And and uh, yeah, I mean, he's he, he's he was he was a real dude, man. I mean, I, I I just it's his the end of his life was was pretty sad, but he was out there wrestling, you know, till close to the end, and still still doing it, still doing work. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, he he was he, he was low key, just like one of the, one of the one of the best. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I watched a lot. Um, you know growing up and you know again he's one of those names that you just kind of always hear and he, and he hit a, hit the nail on the head like why do i always see this guy like why you know it, it's kind of like that but i think his lasting impact is the people he influenced right you're always these when it comes to professional wrestling um we like to speak in hyperbole a lot. We like to talk about, you know, the best of or the all-time this, the all-time that. And there's certain people that, you know, lay certain foundations and, you know, put, uh, you know, do certain things and have done certain things that, uh, you know, pave the way for what we see now that we just think is commonplace, that think is just, you know, oh, this is just always pro wrestling. And, and no, I mean, like you, you mentioned that he was a catchphrase machine. And as as and, and on top of being a good worker, he was a good you know he's a great talker, and he was somebody who you know who brought a lot of those heel personas um, that are mm-hmm. I don't want to say generic, but you know the, he was kind of the blueprint for a lot of a lot of heels. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he was kind of the guy that a lot of people p- patterned or took things from his career. And and added to to their repertoire. And now, when you see him pass away, you see exactly why. Because he was very much a teacher. He was somebody who you know who who gave a lot of himself to the business, and was always ready to to help out the young guys. So you know, I always say, you know, we're all gonna go one day, but you know, your legacy is in you know the people that you either teach or you know leave you know with you. And uh, if that's any indication of you know how he lived his life then you know especially dedicated to his craft it's a life well lived so rest in peace to tracy smothers man amen to that all right we got to get out of here before we do we're going to hand out a couple of rockets yeah oh in case you don't know this what we do on this show yeah everybody says that when you get the big push, you get the rocket strapped to your back. Well, we are we we anoint people with the rocket when we uh when when we see that rocket getting strapped on, mm-hmm. um, or when we just feel like it should be strapped on. When somebody's ready to 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 explode, the Mass Man Show gives them a rocket. So, Kaz, you want to go first? Up. Rev it up, yeah! I said it before. I'm gonna say it again. Shotzi Blackhearts. 
Let's strap a rocket to her. She didn't wrestle a single match at Halloween Havoc, but she was no doubt the star of the show. Um, obviously, you know, with the NXT program and the way, you know, they they build stars there, they can all wrestle. They can all go. But are you a character? Are you somebody that you could build, you know, that you could sell tickets and, and put money on? Shotzi Blackheart is so unique, so talented. Nobody like her. Um, she's somebody that I can absolutely see becoming one of those sneaky big stars that nobody kind of sees coming, right? Like, we all, in the women's division, it's very easy to be like, oh, yeah, you know, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. Like, there's certain people you see that are just kind of can't miss because of, you know, whether it's physically or in ring or, you know, just the way they're positioned. You're like, there's no way they're going to miss on this person because they are putting that person in a position to succeed at every way and turn. But Shotzi Blackheart is somebody that, you know, just weird enough. You know, that's always a great caveat to have. Sometimes you got to be just weird enough, not too weird, not over the top weird, but just weird enough to stand out in the crazy world of professional wrestling that turns you into a megastar overnight, you know? And um, I think Halloween Havoc was her coming out party. I think more people, and she made a great, uh, you know, a great save in the, in the tables, ladders, and stairs match. Um, with with EO and Candice. And now I think she's put herself in a prime position to one day challenge for that NXT women's title. And, you know, once that happens, man, uh, we got liftoff. So I think I think I, I got a lot of belief in Shotzi, man. I think she's I think she's next up. If I'm gonna hand out one from that night, and I and I and I think that's a great one. If I'm gonna hand out one from from the NXT brand. We mentioned him earlier. I almost had Dexter Loomis right here. But Mm -hmm. by the end of that match, the answer was Cameron Grimes. And I know this is a little bit early for the Rocket. But listen, Mm. I've been a Cameron Grimes mark since I saw him at at, uh, Battle of Los Angeles. um, In one of my uh, uh, PWG visits. Um, He's one of those guys that he walks to the ring. And it's not, he has like some legit heel heat that you just get from looking at him. <laughs> but there's also a little bit of like, he just has that, it's not just he looks like a heel, he looks just sort of like like a generic indie guy, and so you're just like, nah, like, you know, I'll pass, but then he just wins you over with his in-ring skills, but it's his character work too. And there, and and obviously he's a, a smaller guy, you know, there's there's going to be some limitations on what he can do in theory, but you watch him, you watch him in a match like he had, that Haunted oh. House match at NXT, and I mean at, at Halloween Havoc, and the the mindset shifts from there's going to be a ceiling on what he can accomplish to how is WWE going to sort of reconfigure what it looks like to be a top guy to 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 make him fit you know right. i mean there's all like like you can see the level of skill that you can almost imagine a you know a Shawn Michaels or 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 you know, I mean, I just mentioned Sean because he's like a smaller guy who was just like, you know, when he was in a tag team, there was no path for him to be champ, right? And mm-hmm. then like the, the path was created, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You can almost see that with Cameron Grimes, and his his personality is just, it's not, it doesn't it's, make it up for anything. TV. It's just so huge, you know. Yeah. And even if he's, I don't know, I mean, if he's a manager, you know, he could be the biggest thing on TV, but he's not, he's a great, great worker. So I'm just excited yeah. to see where he goes. Give that guy the rocket and 
I mean, it's a it's a preliminary early rocket, but I cannot wait. I cannot wait till we I get to announce the real rocket for him in a year or two because he's gonna get there. He's on his way, man. Do you have I anybody like else that you want to name? Because I got one more name. Oh gosh, uh, I, I named it earlier today and I uh, wanted to jump back into it, but uh, Damian Priest. Oh yeah. Um, even though he lost, uh, even though uh, you know he he. He it was uh, you know he he looked good in defeat. He had sure. to go through like cement and dirt and all this type of stuff, and uh, some creepy guy in a mask to lose it. But he has a presence about him where you could see him being a, a major star in in several years, right? Like he's a guy who, and again, not comparing him to the Undertaker, but he has a presence about himself and a suddenness in his offense for a guy that big and that explosive. Um, you know, he just has a, he has a quality about it, man. Like his entrance and, you know, the live forever and everything about him just kind of screams out like this dude is going to be around for a while. Yeah. Like he may not be your favorite wrestler, but like if I'm thinking of somebody I could depend on where I'm like, yo, I'm looking through NXT. I need somebody to go work Braun Strowman, go work Roman Reigns, go work AJ Styles. Like if I'm looking at the entire NXT roster right now, Damian Priest is at the top of that list. Like he's yeah. somebody I could see on 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 any sort of uh, WWE television right now. And, you know, and it happened quickly because I wasn't really, I, w- I was kind of lukewarm on him when he first came into to NXT, but he he has he has shut me up very quickly. Well, yeah, I mean, he's an interesting dude because he's he's sort of part of this generation of big indie guys, right? I mean, he came I mean, he, he came up around the same time as as Keith Lee and and Dijak or Dijakovic whatever. Mm-hmm. But on a and on a show like NXT and I agree, I mean, he has a little bit of that natural heat too. You see him and you're just like, "Nah, not my not my kind of guy." Yeah. Some people might, but but he's but I had it took me a while to come around on him too. On a show like NXT it's like it's not that he can't keep up with the guys he's in the ring with. He's just not the same kind of wrestler as some as a lot of these like indie work rate guys that are at the top of the company right now. Mm. And he's a good he's a good kind of obstacle course for them. You know, he's a, like it's fun to see these like kind of interesting matchups. Mm-hmm. But he is going to find a more he's going to fit a little bit more naturally with guys who are also great workers, but just not the kind that we're talking about. All the guys like Drew McIntyre, like Roman Reigns, like Randy Orton, yep. uh, like yep. like that's like he's gonna he and and listen. I don't know if the next step for him is getting called up, but this was the kind of loss that in NXT feels like the thing that happens before a call up, right? I mean, it, this was not a loss loss. This was a storyline loss or a booking loss. Mm-hmm. They needed mm-hmm. to give have one of Io Shirai or I mean, one of uh, Larray or Gargano go over, you know, after losing last time. They had the gimmick with the the person in the mask. Like, they needed that to happen. So either he's going to be right back in the mix for the title, he's going to move up to the NXT title full out prop. I mean, that there's a lot of that. That's a big possibility, or he's going to end up on raw or SmackDown in a couple of weeks. You know, like it's not like any, like the, the sky's the limit for this guy. Uh, yeah. So I think that's a good rocket. My last rocket is a, another sort of unofficial rocket. This is a, t- this is a holding pattern rocket, but <laughs> I was looking all over. I was, I was trying to give out a rocket in AEW and I was, you know, here's the thing. It basically came down to this. Hangman Adam page doesn't need my rocket. Like I like I, right. I think that I, I'm not even gonna like I know this is so silly, but putting him in pants has made such a difference for my perception <laughs> of this guy. I am all in on Adam Page in a way that I thought I was all in before. I'm not. He is a 
one of the best wrestlers in the world now that he has pants on. Before he was, <laughs> before he was like, before he was like B plus. Uh, like, he's a B plus. He's pretty good. But now it's just like, oh yeah, no, this dude's a star. No, I mean Superstar. that match. That match with Wardlow. The past two weeks, man. I mean, he's had matches that have that have been championship quality. He doesn't, but he doesn't need my rocket, man. I'm really excited about that Omega Page match for, oh, from Full God, Gear. I think yes, that's going to be. Yes. Oof, that's going to be a bond burner. Well, yeah, but after, I mean, after a year plus of long-term storytelling that some, in some cases hasn't even paid off yet, I'm glad that they're actually mm-hmm. just going ahead with that too, and it's it's, it's going to be really fun. I mean, it's going to be a, a hell of a match. Um, but he doesn't, sure. need, he doesn't need a rocket. Dragunov, I don't think, is, despite what I said about about Mr. Lee earlier, Dragunov is, is, a, is a couple of wins away from a rocket, and, and, and Walter doesn't need one either. Although, one NXT thing I forgot to mention, they're doing running promos for Rampage Brown now, who's like a super vet of the UK scene, and he is an amazing dude. I should have said that earlier. I cannot wait to see him in NXT UK. But back wow. to the rocket. Um, not a lot of people, I mean, I could say Wardlow, it's a little bit early for him. There's a lot of people, here, here's the thing. This is AEW adjacent, or maybe WWE adjacent. I, I don't know. The most amazing thing I think in pro wrestling over the past week or two is that the biggest the biggest name free agent and maybe one of the biggest names in wrestling is Thunder Rosa. And mm. she's the NF the N, the NWA Women's Champion. She's running her own pr- promotion in Texas called Mission Re- Mission Championship Wrestling. There's a cool little mini doc about them online. Everybody should go check it out. It's beautiful. I mean, she wasn't a day one NWA person. They ran all these promo packages for her in NWA when she finally showed up there. Everybody's like, "Holy shit, we love Thunder Rosa." She makes an appearance in AEW uh, to do a sort of champion versus champion match. Everyone's like, AEW better snap her up. This, they're perfect for her. And now there's all these rumors that she's about to sign with WWE. Yeah, I just saw she put a she put a post up on Instagram oh, on one of her butt cheeks, actually. She wrote on her butt cheeks, where to next? WWE, AEW, TNA. Like, so there's rumors. There's rumors. And she's and she's she's embracing it, which is really great. Listen, she is a an elite wrestler, uh, no pun intended. She'll be a a, a bone. She'll be a plus to wherever she goes. And I, you know, a lot of people rightfully think she made a bigger in, and a bigger impact in AEW, right? For because sure. she she'd be For the sure. game there. Yeah, like a listen. AEW does a lot of good things. Women's wrestling hasn't been one of them. Well, so and I think far. that's been I mean, that, like, that, now we're seeing that's a problem for them because they yeah. they they so we saw Deanna Peruzzo go go to uh, TNA. People go to TNA over AEW, right? I mean, yeah. and, and now we have Thunder Rosa coming in, and she's like, well, maybe I mean, it'd be an easy it'd be an easy place for her to land, and now she's gonna pick WWE. Listen, she's the kind of talent that and she has the face paint gimmick so much. She's the kind of talent uh, that will have as much of a almost as much of a straight line to the to the main event in WWE as she would in AEW. I mean, she's, yeah. she's, she's that good. I mean, here's the thing. There's two, there's two paths with that, right? With AEW, she can carry that division and give it a legitimacy that it really hasn't. With WWE, they've proven that they can make women stars over there. Like, you can main event. Like, you can be, like, the show there. So, like, you know, do you have to go through Sasha Bailey, Charlotte, and, you know, Becky when she comes back? Yeah. But like it's proven that you can be a, a major player there. So I mean, it's it's not just a slam dunk, just go to AEW type of thing. Like who no. really knows? Well, I mean, WWE for all their you know failure and not failures, but for all their their you know sometimes difficulty in 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 following through with new hires and that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, they I mean they're they're always on the hunt for the biggest like Latino Latina stars in the world, right? I mean, they want to they, they 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 want to make mega stars. And uh, and and Thunder Rosa has the ability to be that kind of star. So anyway, she made herself 
from virtually unknown to the biggest free agent in the pro wrestling market in a relatively short amount of time. So put a rocket on Thunder Rosa. She's going to be enormous. Uh, I think that's it for this week. We talked about literally everything we could possibly talk about. Kaz, you want to get some plugs in on the way out? Yeah, let's plug it up. Say less with Kaz and Loki every Monday and Friday on youtube.com slash Kazim. You can check out our Patreon on Fridays, patreon.com slash say less. Check out the show that I produce with DJ Khaled called The First One on Amazon Music, courtesy of the Spring Hill Company. And uh, I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on as always. Uh, John, our babyface producer, thank you for doing this. Uh, and thank everybody for listening. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Tony Schiavone here on the Mass Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. 